welcome to this week's episode of the Casual Shooters Podcast. This week, it's me and Leo. Hello. Okay. <laughs> At least the audio people can hear you. Uh, it's kind of hard to see you. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Hard to see you through a speaker. Oh. I guess we have lots to talk about and some in, in a way we don't. There's, we do and we don't. Yeah, there's a bunch yeah. to recap. There's a bunch to, well, recap. It's all stuff that we didn't do other than right. listen. Or look. And watch. Yeah. True. Yeah. So we're going to recall what we use our senses for, but what we didn't actually get to do. That sounds like a... Um, so there's that. Oh, shoot. Can't think of the band. Yep. That's what we did Exactly. We didn't do. 80s, I'm tired. 2.30 in the morning, we had someone... But you look yeah, 2.30 right. in the morning, we had someone come racing through the neighborhood, take out a mailbox across the street from us. Um, I'm surprised uh, he didn't hit a tree. So, because he well, took out a mailbox. Upside, it wasn't... Yeah, he had, took out a mailbox in the next yard over. Um, the people had have just moved out of there within the last six months. And when that guy and I were talking before he left, he said someone hit the tree in his front yard, doing the exact same thing the guy did last night at two thirty in the morning. So that's a bad day. It's a magnet. Yeah, I don't know why people feel the need to do all that nonsense in a residential neighborhood like that. You got the need for speed, man. Sometimes you just gotta let it loose. Sometimes I get the need to watch him wrap around a tree. Truth. There are consequences for every action. There are. So, anyway. Moving on to shooting stuff. (laughs) Boom. So, I'm going to start with something real quick. Since we've had... Hit me. I was looking at the wrong screen. Since we've had now one, two, three, four, five major matches that I can see... Florida State, Florida Open, Ozarks, Dragons Cup, and Area 6, Limited 10, and Revolver still have no participation. In five matches, three people have shot Limited 10. That's less than one competitor per match. But they're always going to win their division. Sure did. National champ right there, baby. Yeah, it's been. Listen, sometimes it pays to be the only participant. It's been one master and two B class shooters. Revolver's a little bit better. They're about two and a half competitors a match. They've had a total of 12 shooters. So. So you're either first or you're literally last. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Sometimes it pays to be a winner. Right now, open leads carry optics by 12 competitors total. Well, you've got, so you have 340 people who have competed in open. I swear everybody in Florida shoots open. Um, Carry optics at 328. Then you have, there's a big drop off to 219 for limited. And for production, it's 174, followed by PCC at 161. And then there's another 100 competitor drop-off for single stack. In five matches, they've had 61 competitors for a total of, for an average of 12 a match. Then it goes to 12, then it goes to three. So, yeah, it's not much at all. So... So the numbers haven't haven't significantly changed one way or the other. People are shooting what they're shooting, and they're going to probably continue to shoot what they've been shooting. Correct. And and I would even say, you know, I mean, with the with carry optics being what it is, as those younger shooters hit their forties and a little bit later, when it's a little more difficult to line up those iron sights, dag nabbit. they will be moving to carry optics or some type of optic device. Yeah. And using words so. like dang nabbit. 
All right. But yeah, I mean, we've we've said it before, and and it it, it I think in the the interview with uh, Dave Foley, it kind of bared itself out a little bit as well that Carry Optic is the poor man's open, and it's becoming kind of the division to be in because it's what people are carrying, and you know that that kind of has an impact on some of the rule changes that occurred. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense for people like, and we've talked about it in other podcast episodes as well, where, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to shoot that unless I've mastered production first. But really, you know, like it didn't take much convincing for Huggy to be like, yep, I'm going to switch over because I can't see stuff. So I want to be able to see and shoot better. Right. So I don't, yeah, it, it makes sense. As, like you said, as the competitors get older, why wouldn't they switch over? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and definitely, I mean, the rules, I don't think the rules are going to make a big difference in um, the competition. You know what I mean? No, I, I don't but, think so. You know, there are some, maybe some of the lack, uh, the, the changing, I don't want to say the that the rules have gotten lax, but with not having to worry about where your gear is on your belt and things like right. that. I, I think it just welcomes it a little bit more. So, yeah, like you said, I don't think it's going to change the, how people are competing. And I don't think it's going to change the division. I think it will just make the division more accessible and more people will want to shoot that division. So with those changes, I think you'll actually, I don't know if it'll surpass open, but I think the gap will definitely close. Yeah. Because more people, yeah, I think it's becoming more like what people are actually carrying day to day. And like you said, it's not going to give a, a light on the end of your gun. is not going to give you the competitive edge you need in order to be a national champ. I don't think. I don't think either, so. But, but it'll make you want to shoot that division instead of having to have two different setups. For sure. So, yeah. I, yeah, I just think that the gap in, in, uh, carry optic and open will close a little bit, but it's not going to make anybody any better at carry optic. Yeah, I would agree. Well, it would be nice because I could, I would love to be better at carry optic just because I had a light on my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Instead, I got to put in work and practice and dry fire. Lame. So I'm probably going to start that. I think my season will officially begin in june yep yeah so i'm gonna start the dry fire i've been holding off because dry fire makes me want to shoot and without ammo to shoot it's not as exciting um and i'll end up spending way more money than i should on ammo so uh with what i have uh it looks like june will be the start so the dry fire will begin in earnest. That'll give me a good month and a half to prep and be ready. Get, knock the rust off the old digit, yep. you know? Exactly. Get the circulation going in the tip again. Whoop. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, just, just the tip. The tip. Oh, That's Lord. all you need. You don't need the rest of that joker. Yeah. Just tenderly you know, touching yeah. tips. So, uh, this is why people like talking to us. Right. Oh, goodness. Gingerly touching. I think the, uh, well, goodness. Um, I do like the magnet change. I'm probably definitely going to be changing out the first mag pouch. Either I'll be adding a magnet to it or I'll be just swapping it out completely for a mag pouch that has a magnet. I do think, I do think that for those starts where your mags are on the barrel, that'll make a big difference, Mm -hmm. especially in carry optics. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I only need two mags, you know, so I can, okay. Guy that doesn't miss and need, I can slap. Well, I mean, even then I, I would have what, uh, 44 rounds. I hope to God I could hit what I needed to hit in 44 rounds. So, 
Uh, you could be like our police officers in our county. <laughs> no comment. Just, just shoot and see what happens. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean that. You're you're very well respected, and and your lives matter. We love you. <laughs> just learn how to shoot. <laughs> oh, making friends. <laughs> I'm gonna hear about this in the office. Yeah, you will. Goodness. Yeah, and they're just gonna yell over the walls. <laughs> ask you what that's all about Whatever. idiot no it's fine uh yeah I, I do like the magnet i think that's a it's pretty cool um i like not having to reach so far back now that i got a bum shoulder and it hurts every time i reach back to pick up another mag because some of us don't shoot as well as others how is your shoulder so how you is know? your shoulder coming oh it's fine it's fine it sucks it hurts all the time but it's fine Okay. Not an excuse for poor marksmanship. I wish it was, but, you know, it'll be fine. Working on it. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's good. It's good. We'll get there. So yeah. neither one of us will be adding a light to our gun. Um, no, not for competition. We like, no. We're okay with the other changes. I'm trying to remember. There was the mag pouch. The holster or the mag is I'm I'm sorry the magnet, and then the holster and mag pouches on your belt where it doesn't matter where they are right. in reference to your hips. Was there something? I feel like there was something else. Was there weight? Oh, that was uh, in single stack. Has zero. Oh, yeah, okay. and I don't even shoot single stack, so. Nah, yeah. Worried. So. I'm all good with that. So I'm looking at the Area 6 results. So yep. Max Leo Grandis wins PCC. There's a big shocker. The only national champion, right, the only national champion in PCC wins PCC at Area 6. Okay. I don't I don't think that surprised anybody. Um, what is interesting, still an accomplishment, obviously. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, I yeah. think it would have been huge news had he lost somebody. Yeah. Had someone right. beaten him. That would have been a shocker. So, um, it looks like the hush would have fallen over the crowd. Yeah. It looks like, uh, Justine Williams was third. So a junior lady took third. Um, Brian Harrington took second, and he was five and a quarter percentage points behind. So that was a, a pretty significant gap between Max and number two. And I think Lena Lena yeah. took what fourth? Yeah, Lena was fourth in PCC. Now. I was I was I was gonna say uh, are, we're talking overall yes. or actual division. Okay. PCC. Oh, no no no. Just well, Max took overall and overall, PCC, right. but I'm just talking right. PCC. Now yeah, going okay. to the limited division, Christian Seiler, shooting limited, took that. That's your boy. Yeah. And where'd you go, Christian? There he is. And he took that by almost three and a half percentage points over John Browning, who is no slouch. So let me switch to the limited view so I can actually check it out for sure. Uh, it was three, three and a half. So, and then uh, Shane was third and Travis was fourth. So for someone to have been out of shooting, a little bit. I was going to say, he's been out for a minute. That's that's a strong Yeah, showing. it is. Yes, it is. So that's going to be really interesting. Good. And if you look at his time, Shane was third, but Travis had a faster time, but he had uh, a mic and a, few, and a couple of fewer, he had fewer alphas and a, a one more mic. Some extra Charlies. So but he was, you know, he was two, just a hair over two seconds faster. So 
He's he's going to be some competition there. Now, what we're what we're glossing over is the fact that Christian, who has been shooting open, decides to shoot limited and basically runs away with it. So that's fairly impressive as well. And not o- not only did he win and win pretty handily. He was the number two guy was five seconds slower. Um, the the next closest guy to him though was fifth Gorka Ibanez, and he was three and a half seconds behind him total. And it, it all comes back to the fact, like, and we've talked about it before in you in well, USPSA, but in those it, it's all about speed. I mean, yes, your hits matter, obviously, but but being fast is a is a big advantage. It, yeah, there's a. It's such a you can tell that it's um, stage dependent because a lot of their hits up in those top four people are 188 to 210 in the alpha range, mm-hmm. and nobody had more than two mics, so. They weren't missing a lot. They were all hitting the target, but just those slight variances and yeah. a, enough of a time discrepancy that um, people they fell where they where they did. But again, yeah. Travis hasn't been doing this for a bit, and for him to show up in fourth place, impressive. That's respectable. Yeah, it is for sure. And again, Christian just not having shot limited, that, that's impressive. This is um it's gonna be an interesting season. Yeah. Yeah. Up up at the top, I, I, I do think it will be. I'm I'm curious to see if there's any I don't want to say shake ups, but if maybe some people like this is the season where people are like, I I'm coming after you and you know, whoever you may be. Some people I think are gonna be defending their titles pretty aggressively. Right. So let's look at carry optics. We'll go there next. Wanda Kim was third. Tom Castro was first. But this was a tight one. Really? Yeah. So Tom Castro that's, took... That's pretty cool. What's that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm, number, number two had 99.83% of... Tom Castro. There is literally 2.15 points separating Tom and number two, who's Brantley Merriam. Wanzik was third, and he was only 19 points behind. So those those three were pretty darn tight. Shout out to Riley Bowman. Um, he took... He was number 10 in carry optics, so he took A class, so he is now master. He got a Congratulations. Uh, local guy, Joel Fisher, was 13th. Good for you, Joel. Good job. 13th is not a bad finish uh, at all. No, and he has been shooting le- um, He's more of a rookie than we are, but Joel is good. Joel's real good. Joel's got a lot of potential the first time i saw him at cavalier i was like this guy just seems to i know there's no such thing as natural talent but his movement and the way he handled the gun was very good when he was brand new so it was very impressive yeah so good for him i'm excited to see that that's really cool the first lady was bless you rachel harper who was 19. So congratulations, Rachel. Um, for some reason, I was thinking she's a junior, but it doesn't say junior. So she must have just become a non-junior. Good job, non-junior. <laughs> All right. So let's well done. let's go to, we've already talked about limited. Uh, I'm going to hold production because production's a big one to me. Um, so we're in open 
Ethan Howell, I'm not familiar with him, but good for you, Ethan. Ethan won open with Chris Tilly second. Dave Wampler, six. Nice. Good job, Dave. Hey, yeah. way to go, yeah. Dave. Well, so here's the question, because Kevin shot that too, he right? He did. What, I, did he, what did he finish? I thought I would have already seen him. I thought he was higher. He ended up 20th. I thought he was 19th. He was 20th. Respectable. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Not bad. Good job, Kevin. So that's exciting. Uh, and there were a lot of open shooters. Um, 88 open shooters. So very nice. All right. But hey, top 20 finish is not bad. Nope. David Lyle took third. He's a master. Now he's going to be a G. Uh, winning that, winning the master class at a major match will get you a bump. Boom. All right. So, all right, let's go to the other one now. Production. This is interesting. Jacob Hetherington, national, reigning national champ, won. Okay. Um, Sal Luna was second with Nils third. Now, Sal was 16 points behind Jacob, and Nils was seven points behind Sal Luna. Um, and the time difference was... Jacob had the fastest time. I was pausing because I was looking real quick. So Jacob had the fastest time overall of anybody. And Sal and Nils were right behind him, about three seconds behind. And for their times, for Nils and Sal, they were 18 one-hundredths of a second difference. Sal Sal was 154.24. Nils was 154.42. So... Holy cow. And I, I guess, you, you yeah, I guess breath. the difference was while Sal had one more mic, Nils had three more deltas and two fewer alphas. So that had to be where the difference came in. Yeah, that has to make the difference yeah. right there. So, yeah. Deltas get you, man. Well, I mean, mics obviously get you a lot worse, but deltas, they're still hurt. Yeah, for sure. Especially... Minor, which is production. Phil Strader, shout yeah. out to Phil. He was fifth. Hey, oh, there you go. What up, Phil? Local guy, former national champ, Matthew Nash, local guy. Um, how do you do? How eighth. do you do? There he, uh, because he's he posted some stuff on Instagram. Uh, he it was him working on reloads because, and he even said it in the thing, he's like. Reloads killed me at uh, at the Dragons Cup and or Area Six. Sorry, at Area Six, and so he, there's video of him working on it with his kid just sitting there handing him his. Oh yeah, I did see finishing. that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was like, that's awesome. Good for him. That's still a good finish. Yeah, that is. It's very respectable, and it's. I mean, there's. Let's see how many shooters there were. There were 54 shooters. Not bad. Lots of masters and and G's shooting, so you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get a lot of competition there. So good for him. Ashley was, but that's great. Even, even with that, he's coming home and working on it because he's like, I want to finish better next time. So that's great. Right. Well, and and I get it too because if you look at his time, okay, we're just gonna look at his time. You have to go okay. all the way up to number eight to find someone faster, the first person faster than him. So he was faster than okay. nine through 14. Um, so I'm not sure. Fast. It, it looks like he's got quite a few mics is what he had six. Mics. Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be, that's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened there, but I'm sure. Yeah. And two no shoots, so which was more than anybody around him. So I'm sure that that hurt him. So, because there's a the number thirteen guy was sixteen seconds slower. God bless. Yeah. 
That's all right. That's but, all right. I mean, occasionally there is a cost for that speed, though. So, and that might have been the trade-off as he was trying to move really fast, and you know, accuracy obviously seems to have well, and he suffered a little. And bit. he did post something saying that he was eighty points down on the first stage. So, from that point on, it was basically balls to the wall. So yeah, you're 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 playing catch up. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you're just like, well, time to learn. You know, let's see. Let's see. Kind of like it was. It was no different than me at nationals when I had a zero stage with the ammo problem. Yep. Yeah. So it was the same exact thing. At yep. that point, I was like, all right, my goal is just to try to catch the guy leading our squad, and that was my motivation and kept me moving. Yep. So. That's legit. That's, it's exactly what I was just thinking. I'm like, this is just like. Yep. Insert Dave's story here. Yeah, exactly. So I get it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and I learned a lot doing that. You know, I think I shoot way too conservative after having that happen and doing what I was, or trying to do what I was doing. So, for right. sure. Right. Yeah, that was proof that you couldn't definitely push yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I just haven't been. So that was that was good to see. So that was area six. We don't need to go over high overall because we already said that was uh, max. So let's hit Dragon's Cup real quick. Turn the page over for my notes. Also another song. Turn the page. Bob Seger. Now, Max was second overall, but he was the person who took overall kind of left people behind because Max was five and a half percentage points behind Casey. Casey took first overall in open. Um, they were almost, they were, and here's, here's the difference though between minor and major power factor because literally max was only 1.02 seconds behind him and max had 17 more alphas than kc but it but he had two more mics um everything else he had fewer charlies fewer deltas but he had two more mics and everything else is pretty much even but that major power factor kills you. I mean, every single Charlie that they had, you know, he lost two points for, or he lost a point. Right. So even with the fact that he had way fewer Charlies, didn't matter. He just lost, it's that major yeah. and minor power factor thing. Now, third was Max. So, okay, so Casey was open, he, and he was first overall, so he took open. Max, second overall, he was PCC, so he took PCC. Max was third, and less than half a percentage point behind Max, uh, shooting carry optics, and he actually had better hits than Max. Um, he was just a little bit slower than Max, but Max is crazy fast. So the way he runs around one-handed with that PCC is pretty impressive. So he was about eight seconds behind Max. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Max was eight eight and a half seconds behind Max. Uh, I'm sorry, right at eight seconds behind him. So that was the difference there. And production was JJ. Yeah, he was seventh overall. His times were good. It's funny because JJ posted a, a video saying he saw Max shoot a stage, so he tried to um, match him with time. And uh, he said, I had no yeah. business trying to do that. But he was moving. So it was pretty neat to show. And, you know, he yeah. said... You know, I was hurrying and rushing and trying to do some things, and I think he ended up losing two and a half seconds because he forgot a target. So, oh, oh yeah. yeah, 
That hurts. That, yeah, that hurt me. Um, yeah. The first limited uh, was a junior, Gianni Giordano. And he was 18th. Oh, really? Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for first lady here. Let's see what we got. First lady is Sloan Sanders. Open. And she was 43rd. A lot of people liked Sloan. Every time I hear that name, I think of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> <laughs> Bueller, Sorry, that, Bueller, if, if you've never seen anyone, that film, that's a anyone? compliment. Just to be very clear. Oh, that's yeah. funny. I saw him pass out at Thirty One Flavors last night. Do what? Well, his brother's, his brother's cousin's uncle's nephew's sister saw him pass out at Thirty One Flavors last night. <laughs> oh goodness! I'm gonna have to wear that T-shirt to work. It says "Save Ferris" on it on the, the water tower. Oh, that's, that's sorry. That's funny. That's My okay. Bad. Sorry, Sloan. I apologize. It must be hard for you to choose what your favorite movie is, because you can quote it's da- difficult, darn near all of them. Obviously, I watch a lot of movies for sure. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, that's where we are. We're caught up with the. Uh, well, we haven't really talked about Ozarks, but there weren't. When I went and looked that up. There weren't, yeah, yeah. there actually weren't that many shooters. There were only 144 total shooters. That's like a local match, basically. Yeah, it is. No offense. No, Sorry. no offense, but yeah, it is. There were literally uh, no GMs in production at all. So, and that one, that match was heavy carry optics. Heavy carry optics. So... There were zero limited 10 and zero revolver shooters at that match. I mean, again, that's... That's just the trend. Not no, it's just the trend. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah, 144, and then you... Florida State at 221, Florida Open at 260, Dragons Cup 263, Area 6, 410. So, 144 is kind of... On the downside, it's a light yeah. match. So, yeah, but who doesn't want to be at either one of those other matches where there's going to be big names? You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's big names. Who doesn't want to go shoot there and even just watch? Right. And, you know, I mean, Max, uh, Leo Grandis, not Michelle, shot both of the, the majors yeah. last right. weekend. Well, and. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see if people are going to agree. Max did this and Max did this. Well, which Max? Who? Yeah, right. Max. There's too yeah. many Maxes. Yeah, Mira, there's a lot of Max. But I, I mean, that just that just shows how impressive his focus is to shoot a major match on the East Coast one day, fly to Texas, and shoot again. Half day the next day and another half day the day after. So I'm tired <laughs> just thinking about that. It's, I mean, so and it, even if you so driving is that's exhausting, but even flying is a pain when you're flying with a firearm, yes. as you well know. That's a freaking pain in the nuts, yeah. man. I, I mean, think about the logistics too. Is he is he mailing ammo to both places? Yeah. You know, Ammo, so right. packing, it's got to deal with TSA. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Laundry. Yeah. Just flying with dirty clothes. <laughs> That's Ooh. a song, Dirty Laundry. Yeah. See? Yeah. I have a very lyrical mind. But, yeah, I mean, good for him. That's his dedication. Yeah, for sure. And forthright to have ammo. That's the other thing. For sure. Yeah. And and now we have, uh, with Steel Challenge Nationals going on right now, you have Casey shooting, you have Nils, Max, 
uh, all shooting the Steel Challenge Nationals. So they're, those guys are busy. So, so are, are any, I haven't looked, are any of them shooting more than one uh, division? Not that I saw. They all look like they're shooting um, just one. But, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, actually, okay. I think I saw, uh, it might be Casey who is shooting. I know Casey's shooting open. Well, let me let me confirm that before I, let's see here. I'm looking at it now. So his, I believe it's his wife. Jesse is shooting open. Casey is shooting open. Justine Williams shooting production. Nils is shooting production. Uh, so I'm looking at the main match where they would be shooting non-centerfire caliber. Right. Um, right, right. Uh, I, thought, I thought I saw Max. I guess I did not because I'm not seeing him. Unless he shot, but I would have expected him to be right at the very top. And I'm not seeing him up there, so. Well, Jesse Harrison has shot single stack already. Mike Foley has shot a bunch already. And as we said earlier, uh, Shane Coley has. Justine's already shot some. Ashley Ruark has shot some. Oh, yeah, Dave Savigny is shooting, too. Yeah, Sal Luna has shot uh, limited. So, overall, right now, he is second of everybody who has shot thus far. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know who this guy is shooting open. Says it's junior. He's a G, and it's Kenshiro Nagata. But he is. He's about eight, I do not know. eight seconds ahead of Sal. He was shooting open. Sal's shooting limited. So, and Sal also okay. shot production. But let me go back for just a second. Casey might be shooting some rimfire pistol too. Oh, yeah, he is. There he is. First name. That's right. I figured because I know they have a tendency to do that yep. is to shoot the rimfire as kind of the like the warm up day, right? Yeah, he's uh, especially if they've shot a different major ahead of time, you know, like get that kind of just into the the pace of a steel challenge, and then go to your adult gun. Yeah, he's um, number one in rimfire pistol optic right now. There you go. Trying to see if there's anybody left to shoot. There are quite a few people left to shoot. I don't know if anybody will catch them or not, but still right. plenty of people left to shoot. So you never know. Still lots of G's up there too, waiting to shoot. I don't know if he's shooting rimfire rifle. We'll check that out real quick. I don't recall him ever doing that before, and I'm not I'm not seeing him do it now. I don't see his name on there anywhere, so I would take that as a no. I do think Max has before. Really? I, th I think that is pure. I think not. Actual recollection. I'm, I I do believe, but I I also believe in the Easter Bunny. So that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Harvey the White Rabbit, you know, that kind of thing. We have a rabbit in the backyard, and the thing's been pooping in the same area, and the these dogs are itching to catch him. Itching. The ten month. 142 pound puppy when we open the sliding glass door he is out like a rocket and running down the yeah. steps i'm like you know not only can the rabbit hear you it can feel you the yeah. moment you it's hit, like that scene in jurassic park exactly 
Now, then he usually has the 160-pounder right behind him. And a couple steps behind him is the 117-pound puppy. So that's a lot of Jurassic Park going down that deck. Yeah, yeah there's no way they're yeah. ever going to catch that rabbit. Unless, you know, yeah. it has a heart attack and just freezes right there, then they'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, our neighbor's cat was in our backyard the other day. And my like, I'm having a poo, and my wife's screaming at me like, "Oh, the dog, the dog!" I'm like, well, I, "What do you want me to do?" You know. So <laughs> like, she's she trying to find the she's trying to find the sliding thing to put in the dog door and blah blah blah. So I go out there, and like I'm I'm actually in the basement, so I just walk to the basement door, and I look, and the cat Turtle is the cat's name. Uh, Turtle goes underneath our. Uh, our gate for the fence and just walks out because could hear the dog barking and freaking out. So she just walks out and I'm trying and Elaine's yelling and I'm trying to explain to her, like, don't worry. The, the, the cat's fine. Like the cat has left. And so she's screaming. I'm like, you know what? No, you're screaming at me. I'm gonna let you freak out. And the dog runs outside and barking and all this stuff. And she's like, oh my gosh, she's going to kill the cat. End of the story is, I'm just sitting there laughing because she's yelling at me about the cat. And I'm like, the cat left five minutes ago. And he's probably back at the neighbor's house making fun of us because it's a cat. And if it got into the freaking backyard, it could get out. Yeah. And it will. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They're, they're pretty good climbers with those claws. Oh, yeah. Had a cat climb up my leg one time like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel good. And my ex-wife's cat. Oh Lord, not cool. I'm man. trying to remember the. There was a video of a, like a deputy sheriff, and they were uh, doing like a, a five-minute deal on on a TV news show about you know adopting this white cat. I forget the name. Uh, it's like Fluffy or something. And the cat was on a leash. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh, this is odd. And the cat started going absolutely ballistic on the leash. I mean, it was flipping over and backwards and all around going nuts. And he's trying to hang on to the leash and go, whoa, Fluffy, or whatever the name is. Whoa. And the cat wraps around, wraps the leash around his leg. And when he gets to the top, digs both of the claws in and bites him on the inside of his thigh, dude. He was like, ah, <laughs> I want you to take this cat. Yeah, that's how you adopt a cat out right there. I'll take the crazy one. Yeah, that's a win. <laughs> that's why you don't put a cat on a leash. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That was hysterical. I used to use it as a, um, as an attention gainer. Uh, before my classes. That's how I would start was with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That or the video of the brachial thump. I forget what music it was to. Dude gets thumped in the brachial artery in the middle of the street and collapses like a 10-pound bag of potatoes. Well, I mean, it's not a small artery. It's hilarious. There's some neat videos like that. Oh, goodness. All right, so finishes were pretty, pretty yes, interesting. Yes. <clears throat> Had a little gravelly going on there. What you got on your notes? Um, no, I was, yeah, a couple of things to talk about with the uh, Mr. Foley okay. interview. Um, you know. So, I mean, nothing, nothing crazy. It was just kind of recap and like what our thoughts were really on. Uh, on the okay. whole thing, because it, it apparently has it's been our most listened to interview, which I guess isn't astounding given the the person that was talking um, and the subject matter. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think there was a lot of learning involved. There was a lot of uh, I don't want to say behind the curtain necessarily, but there was some stuff that I don't think everybody knows. Um, or understands about USPSA and kind of the governing body and how decisions are made and whatever. Um, so, but 
Um, I think the big thing, the big takeaway for me that I kind of wanted to talk about was just, and, and you and I have, and you and I and Huggy have all talked about it, but you know, we're, we haven't published our thoughts on it, I guess. Um, but just the, none of, I don't think any of the decisions that have been made of late and in particular with rule changes have had anything to do with wanting to uh, degrade the USPSA or make it easier or anything like that. Um, you know, uh, I think one of the big things that he said that, that stuck out with me was that the USPSA, uh, w- was meant to be at the cutting edge, the leading edge of uh, firearms technology and always wanting to be adaptive to the new things that were coming out on the market, um, and not just be stagnant, uh, in, when it came to that. So, um, in, in that spirit and trying to be inclusive for everybody and wanting to be able to take a firearm of a, a production, even just production firearm, but a firearm that has been designed by the company, whoever that company may be off the shelf and go use it and compete with it and not have to do necessarily all these, Oh my gosh, upgrades in order to be able to compete and be competitive. Um, so I do think that that was a a big takeaway and I hope it's a big takeaway for everybody, whether you like Mr. Foley, don't like Mr. Foley, whatever. I think that wanting to be again at that cutting edge of the firearm technology and wanting to be inclusive and, and get as many people to be in the sport as possible is a good thing. Yeah, I totally agree. So that was my, that was my big takeaway from it. Aside from all like the factoids about the fact that they're in Washington and they're a five hundred one C and and all that stuff and all, even all the even everything he competes in just him right. I, I think which is great because that, that's good stewardship of the sport um, you know being involved in not just USPSA but other you know um, groups I guess. Um, so, yeah, that was my big thing is, you know, wanting to, to talk about that and, and promote that as much as possible. Because that's really that's our goal, too, I think, is to promote the shooting sports as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I mean, a lot of the history that we learned, like, why are they in Washington State? Oh, well, that's where it started in somebody's basement. I mean, who knew? <laughs> yeah. Baffled, like boggled yeah. my mind completely. So, and I, I thought it was interesting. I was, it impressed me, like you're saying, everything that he shoots because, you know, when I brought up precision rifle series, I mean, he knew about it. He is shot in it. He's competed in it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when we talked about they offer cash awards versus um, a statue or a plaque or, or something off of a right. prize table. You know, he explained why he felt the way USPSA does it is better and why he thinks in the long term it's better. I'm like, okay. So it was, it was, I, I definitely enjoyed it and learned a lot from the, like you said, yeah. maybe not necessarily behind the curtains, but there was definitely some things that aren't out there for normal public consumption that you've got to consider. Right. Like, right. You know, we we talked about Grand the range at Grand Junction, but how he felt that it's a little expensive for the area for people to have to go and compete yeah. in. Uh, and you know, they look at what can people do outside of shooting where they're at. Mm-hmm. So it, it yeah. was, Amazing. yeah, exactly. Because you know, he said, you know, sometimes people bring yeah. their significant others and they do stuff outside of. Shooting. So, you know, he tries to get the tourist, the local tourist trade involved like they did at Frostproof. So it was, it was very interesting. Yeah, I, I, it was very eye opening. Uh, and I hope, and in particular with as many people that have, that have listened to that episode, I hope that it, it, it garners support for the sport as a whole, but even just understanding of like, this doesn't just happen overnight. Like this, even though this is a pretty established organization, like what goes into making a major match work? Yeah. It, it's, it's a lot. And even just with the live streaming that they did, Oh God, was it area six that they live streamed a couple of the, uh, the, um, the, the the stages was that no that was dragon's cup 
somewhere. It was okay. But yeah, so even even like live streaming something like that because we t- we've talked about it, the the process that you have to go through to make that happen, it's not simple. Right. And you I know? I so and I I know that people would want to watch that, but you can't just make that stuff happen. You know, you don't miracle a, a live stream that, to occur. Correct. And he and I were talking about that, about live streaming. And one of the things, uh, I don't know, right now they are live streaming the uh, Steel Challenge. Right. I'm just not sure where. So I'm going to the Steel Challenge page. Oh, there it is. Right at the very top in big red bold in a banner. Watch the 2021 World Speed Shooting Championships live. So you click on that and you can live stream it right now, which is pretty solid. Whereas before you'd have to wait, and this is A, not a sponsor, and B, not a dig on them at all. You'd have to go to Shooting USA to watch a recap of the Super Squad. Right. And again, Shooting USA is a great, and again, not a sponsor, but a great organization. But, you know, like you have to wait. And nowadays, the way people are, like nobody wants to wait. Um, I mean, we're relatively old school, so I don't mind. But, I mean, why would you wait when you can just live be like, yep, beep, and watch it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he went away. Oh, there you are. Yeah. I'm right, I'm right back. Perfect place for that to happen. <laughs> While you're talking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our live stream is down. Uh, our bad. <laughs> yeah, so it'll it'll be interesting. Um, I forget where I was going with that before, but that was the nice thing that I liked about the The range at Grand Junction was when I when he and I spoke about that. And we talked about Jim McBurnett. Um, Jim was showing me because I guess it was his company that did some of the wiring for that place, and he was telling me the capabilities of every single bay. And you can have a display board, you can live stream it, you can do four different things because they hardwired it with four different. Um, cable connections, Ethernet connections at every bay. So, and they did it in a way where it wouldn't overload the system. So it it was very impressive. Um, But going back to the logistics of figuring out where you're going to hold these nationals, like, you know, when when we shot nationals, they they were announcing where next year's nationals were going to be. So, you know, they're already in talks right now with somebody somewhere and it might be CMP again for next year, you know, so they can have that locked in by the time we're done with nationals. So a lot of work on their part. Yeah. 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 It definitely definitely doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, for sure. So I would imagine that if they were going to change from CMP, oh, that would be nice. What's that? What'd you say? It would be nice if it could happen overnight. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It'd be much easier. Hey, let's go do it here. Okay, we're doing it there. Done deal. Oh, I know where I was going to go earlier with what I was going to say. Um, he was talking about how there are fewer places now where they can hold nationals. And it, re- it reminded me of here in the state of Virginia where they have contemplated making legislation so that it's harder and harder to have a gun range, period. Indoor, outdoor, doesn't matter. Um, as a way of affecting people's ability to own and and shoot firearms. So I don't know that it's going to get any easier for the duration of the shooting sports. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. 
Um, there it is. It is, and, and I remember you guys touching on it a little bit um, about you know we we try often not to be as super political, but uh, in the climate that we're currently in, participating in, in sports like this is going to I think become more difficult, uh, more expensive. Just forget. I mean, and that just barring you know ammunition shortages and whatever. It, I think it will just become more expensive if any of this new legislation goes through about, you know, taxing magazines over 10 rounds and and all that stuff. So it, whether it becomes cost prohibitive, prohibitive, it will still become expensive. Yeah, for sure. And and it's anybody's guess as to whether the ammo prices will ever come back down to pre-pandemic prices, which at this point I'm I'm not – I'm not feeling uh, very confident that it will. I would agree. And if that's the case, that's probably sadly and begrudgingly, but I agree. Right. It's probably going to end up pricing a lot of people out of the shooting sports. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we've talked about this. I'm I'm definitely not shooting nearly. I'm not shooting any of the majors I was planning on shooting, and uh, just because of ammo and you know, which worked out for you because you're you're going to use my ammo, which I'm totally happy with because at least that way you and Huggy can actually you know shoot majors. Um, but I'm I'm struggling to even be able to shoot locals at the moment. Right. Yeah. And he and I had that conversation. So, and forget about like regular time with being a parent. That's j- literally just because of ammunition. So, yeah, definitely. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's already cut four months out of my normal shooting schedule. So that's, yeah, that's anywhere from two to four matches a month for four months. So that's eight to 16 matches that have been cut out. Yeah, that would be about right. So, and then even then, I mean, the matches that I do shoot from June to October are going to be also the, the quantity there will be significantly limited. It might be one match a month, you know, a lot of dry fire. I mean, but that's, yeah. That's a whole third of a year that you're not shooting. Well, I mean, if you take into my normal account, the normal um, downtime for the winter months where there isn't much going on, occasionally I would shoot a match. There is one place that shoots regardless all the way through the year. Um, right. You're almost talking two-thirds of the year not shooting at all. It's hard, man. For sure. We need um, yeah. we need Andy to get some ammo in. That's what we need to do. Yep. If Andy, if you're listening, yeah, part of a paycheck waiting on him. <laughs> not 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 a sponsor, but definitely a friend of the show. Yes. So he definitely needs to. Well, he's doing. I know he's doing what he can, so I shouldn't say that. Yeah. It's not like he's not trying. Exactly. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's trying to make a living. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, run a business. Yeah. Pay people, you know. Yeah. It's hard to do when yeah, you can't move that's, ammo. That's pretty much what I, yeah, you know. Truth. But yeah, that's pretty much what I had. Um, I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, we were talking about, you know, Area 6 and the Dragon's Cup and whatever. Um, but yeah, I did think that that was a really interesting episode, and I, you know, I think it was worth us giving our thoughts on it just to, you know, give a little continuation because, like I said, it was it was very interesting. I learned a lot about it, and uh, yeah, it's nice to have a, a a better understanding of a sport that I participate in. So, yeah, it was cool. For sure. Well, if that's all you got. But yeah, that's all I had. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our talk. Just sitting here listening to us ramble. 
We'll, fi- we'll find out. <laughs> All right, then. I, uh, the utterances of two madmen. Yeah, exactly. All right, then. I guess I will see you next week. Sir, yes, sir. And we'll talk to the, and, and we'll talk to the rest of you next week. Peace out. Boom. Peace. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs>